and welcome or welcome back to Scottish Unscared. I'm Stephanie and I am once again flying solo. Before we get into it, if you guys listening have ever had any strange or unusual experiences or you have any ideas for future episodes, please email them over to us at scottishandscared at gmail.com. You can also go follow us on Instagram at scottishandscaredpod and if you wouldn't mind, please rate, review and share us wherever you may be listening. So now that that's over... Shannon is still a bit sick with COVID but she is 100 times better and she's ready to go. She has been sitting at home researching some spooky places in Scotland for us to cover when she comes back. I find it very lonely sitting in this room by myself. Uh, there's, there's also no light in this room so I'm currently sitting with my torch on my phone uh, and a cup of tea. So yeah, pretty sad. Our main episode went up last week on Sunday. Our main episode's got on Sunday now and it was a bit on the short side so I thought I would give you guys a little bonus episode today so that kind of make up for the the shortness of our last episode. And I must say that this one actually was uh, quite disturbing and really interesting in terms of news or chit chat things to talk about this week. Uh, there really hasn't been anything in terms of news and any chit chat points for this week there hasn't really been much we are still stuck indoors so there's not really much to tell no it's been raining here most of the time that's if that if that's considered news uh the only other thing is i have actually decided that i'm going to get a cat i have been wanting a pet for so long and i've just been trying to rack my brain to what type of pet would be the best option for my circumstances uh we started off with a tortoise which then i freaked myself out when i found out about the hibernation thing if you don't do it right they can die and it just it was a bit too much stressful for me i then moved on to hedgehogs which you can purchase domesticated hedgehogs i was looking into getting a hedgehog and then finally i just decided why not get a little kitty cat? They're very independent animals. Uh, for when I go back to work, I'm not going to be here 24-7, so a dog's not a great option. I also live in a flat or apartment, so a dog's not really the best fit. So we have decided we're going to get a wee kitty cat. He's black and he's called Cash after the famous man in black, Johnny Cash. So that's exciting, but that's pretty much all the good news and fun stuff that we have to tell you. Yeah, guys, let's get into it. So, again, we have another castle story this week. This time we are in Inverness on the banks of the Murray Firth, which is about six-ish kind of miles northeast of Inverness. The land that this castle sits on was actually gifted to James Stuart, 1st Earl of Murray, by his half-sister, Mary, Queen of Scots, in 1561. So, at this time, James decided to construct this castle uh, on this land but construction was then halted as James Stewart was murdered along with his son of the same name. This meant the castle was not fully completed until 1625 by James's grandson who funnily enough also has the name James Stewart third Earl of Moray. As I just said James Stewart was murdered and um, he was actually assassinated in 1561, he was shot by James Hamilton of Bothwell Hugh. I think I might have said that wrong, or Bothwell Hall. 
sorry if I've pronounced that wrong, who was a supporter of James's half-sister, Mary, Queen of Scots. Uh, this was actually the first assassination that was ever recorded by firearm. So that's interesting. His son, James II Daryl, would then go on to be murdered in 1592 in Dunbrissel by the Earl of Huntley. So it seems like this castle was kind of never destined to be completed in the first place and the people working on it were pretty much meeting very bloody and cruel ends. Although the third Earl of Murray, James Stewart, was the one to lay the last stone and finally complete the build and he went on to die in 1638. So James Stewart, the third Earl, who was the grandson of the first Earl, he was eventually able to complete this build and he just went on to die of natural causes so that's a plus the castle lay empty for the last 300 years and was then restored and is now being used as a luxury hotel which knowing what i know now would be a very interesting stay let's get into the strange and unusual as we know the castle does have a very tragic and bloody history there's obviously there's been two murders associated with the re- the people living in this castle and there was also a lot of battles between clans and stuff like that that happened on the grounds. So there has been a massive amount of bloodshed here on the grounds, a lot of death associated with it. So I had some trouble finding out which arrow it was that inhabited this castle at the time of these stories, but I'm going to assume... It was the third Earl because the first two obviously have been murdered. Uh, so we'll just go we'll just go with that. We'll just we'll just go with that, people. Now all of the battles that have taken place on the grounds uh, have resulted in hundreds of deaths, maybe thousands. So it is safe to say that the soil at Castle Stewart was pretty saturated with blood, which probably added to the stories that I am about to tell you. Around the time the third Earl inherited the castle, he decided to take up residence there to get some time to himself and some peace and quiet. But this sadly would not be the case. He was plagued by constant reports from his servants and work staff that they were having terrible nightmares, hearing nightmarish screams and noises coming from empty parts of the castle, seeing apparitions and shadows when nobody else was in the room and seeing objects move around on their own accord. Pretty scary if I was working in a massive castle that was like castles are already scary like the stone and the and the the dim lights and all that kind of stuff it kind of reminds me like dracula or like frankenstein so they're already quite scary so imagine walking around the halls of a castle at night just trying to go about your business and doing your work and thinking that you can you're, you're hearing screams and you're hearing you're seeing things at the end of corridors I'm sorry but that is just um that's not the kind of work that I would like to be in and that to me that is pretty terrifying the Earl himself never actually experienced any of these things and thought that the work staff were just being silly and dramatic he became so sick of these reports that he decided he wanted to rent the place out to prove his home was not haunted. He offered a reward to anyone who was brave enough to come stay the night, particularly in the room located in the East Tower, as this is where most of the activity was reported. The room was apparently so haunted that the castle staff said it was haunted by the devil himself, which <laughs> the Earl, of course, thought was absolute rubbish i always find things like this interesting when they say like 
you know when they say like oh this spirit was so evil it was the devil himself or this place is so haunted it's the devil himself i always find that dead funny because i think that if the devil is real then i feel as if the devil would have more pressing matters than just like sitting in a turret in a, in a castle waiting for people to stay there so that he can scare them and spook them out i just think that's really funny like you just imagine the devil sitting in an armchair reading a book just waiting on somebody coming in so that he can ruin their lives essentially i just find that to be really funny the deal was that you had to stay the night you would be locked into the room and you would be let out the following morning each of the participants was not allowed to converse until each had spent their night and then at the end they would all come together and they would like compare stories to see if there was like a common theme running through these stories the the participants were four local men a minister a shoemaker an elder of the presbyterian church and then your kind of like typical rough and tough big broad guy from the village the minister was the first of the four to stay the night he settled into his room nicely and then went to sleep but he did not make it through the night (laughs) he claims to have been awoken in the middle of the night by heavy footsteps coming from inside his room when he woke up he says he's seen a large man standing in the room drenched in blood the man did not say anything he just walked towards the minister and sat in the chair in front of him and just stared at him scary as this is the minister says it wasn't real but that he was having some sort of nightmare that felt like it was real like he was awake he then obviously couldn't get back to sleep the rest of the night imagine just having a dream that somebody's just walks in walks into your room and just sits and stares at you that's like sleep that's like a sleep paralysis demon i can 100 percent say that i've seen that before in my life the second of the group was the church elder he claims to have been lying in bed reading his bible when he saw movement out of the corner of his eye when he looked to where the movement was coming from he saw a large man drenched in blood walk through the wall into his room he then says the wall behind the man began to shift and change into a mirror which he then saw the apparition of a skull the man then made his way towards the elder with a dagger in his hand demanding the elder tell him what he was doing when the door was unlocked the next morning the elder was found unconscious on the floor apparently passed out from fright so like how frightening does something have to be for you to like pass out because you're so scared like i've been in situations where i've been like really really scared like this one time right gonna have a subject a wee bit here uh when we were younger we had a dog called buster and i was at home alone and my mum was away i think she was getting a, picking up a takeaway or something and i was actually sitting in the house in complete darkness i just had the tv on and my dog for some reason decided to let out this howl but it was like it, it legit sounded like a baby crying or screaming and i was so scared i phoned my mum like I was frozen, like I could not physically move. I phoned my mom and I was like, "You have to come back home right now. Like you have to come home. There's something." <laughs> and my mom was like, "Don't be so ridiculous. Just get up and go see where it is." So I was like, "No." So she actually phoned our neighbour, and our neighbour had to come over and sit with me until my mom came back. <laughs> so like I've been in situations like that where I've been so like I've frozen in fear, but I've never had a situation where I've been so scared that I thought I was gonna pass out. But I mean, there is time. There's definitely time for that. The third was the shoemaker. He lit the fire in his room and sat by it to warm his bones and he actually said a prayer of protection for himself. So everything was fine. 
that was until midnight when the locked room door slowly opened and in the doorway the Schoenbaker claims to have seen a large apparition made up of darkness and shadow. It had no feet but it had cloven hoofs and two glowing red eyes. The shoemaker was so terrified to move as it leaped towards him like an animal. The following day, he was also found unconscious on the room floor. I must say though, if I was to see like a cloven hoofed thing with red eyes, I would probably faint. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, for all I love like stuff like that, and I'm like I like I'm into the occult, and I love scary movies, and I love the paranormal. If I physically seen that in front of me, I think I would probably shit myself and then lastly we have our rough and tough guy rob angus which is such a tough hard name rob big robbie angus who stepped up to be the one who made it through the night he was even recorded saying you will find me as i am or dead none none other we sadly do not know what rob experienced in that room as he was actually found the next morning dead That's right, people. He was dead. When the door to the room was unlocked, Rob was nowhere to be found inside the room. The room looked as though a fight had taken place. There was furniture knocked over and bedding was ripped and thrown around the room. There was books lying all over the floor. It literally looked as if a tornado had just fired its way through this room. There was a narrow window facing the field, which was also broken. And when they investigated the broken window, they saw Rob's twisted body lying on the ground below it. So really sad and another tragic death to add to the history of this place. Nobody, So nobody really knows what happened to Rob, but there was a farmer who was moving his sheep past the castle at around midnight that night who claims to have heard a massive struggle and screaming coming from the East Tower window. When he looked up to investigate, he's seen a man being thrown around the room with lights flashing and screaming. He then saw the window burst open and a large man be thrown uh, through the broken window to the ground. He claims to have looked up at the broken window and seen a face, which he swears on the Bible was the face of the devil incarnate. So we seem to have this theme of, like, the devil. It was said that the room was so haunted that it was the devil himself haunting it. We then have this apparition that appears to be of some kind of demonic origin and then we have this poor guy being thrown out the window dying and then this supposed farmer seeing the face of the devil so there's a running theme here throughout these stories due to this tragic death the Errol decided he could not debunk this haunting and refused to have any anyone else stay in the room so i feel like at that point you would have to just like call it quits and say Right, this is getting a bit ridiculous. But strangely, in 1798, an extremely violent thunderstorm rolled through Inverness and lightning struck the East Tower, completely ripping off the roof of the East Tower. The roof was never repaired. They just closed off the entire East Wing. That might just be coincidence, but again, strange that the lightning only hit the East Tower where this supposed devil room is. It was then the castle would sit unoccupied for 300 years. It was difficult to find anyone who wanted to stay for prolonged periods of time and there seemed to always be some sort of ongoing issue regarding restoration or damage to the building itself. So it was just this continuous cycle of negative situations. They were constantly trying to fix it up. They were constantly trying to make it livable and they just seemed to come up against like all these barriers after barrier after barrier so they eventually they just gave up and just left it unoccupied 
So this building has laid empty for a very, very, very long time. In 1938, the castle fell into the hands of James Cameron, whose intentions were to restore the castle to its former glory and make it somewhat habitable again. While he was working on the restoration, he claims to have come across a doorway which had been plastered over. When he removed the plaster, he revealed the doorway led to a stairwell, which led to a dead-end wall, which is very strange, but if you know the history of the place, you would know that that entire wing had been completely closed off due to storm damage, so not that strange. But the thing that I do find a bit weird about this story is that last week, we talked about Glam's Castle, which if you listen to, you'll know that that entire story of that castle is based around a room being closed off, a secret room being closed off and bricked up within the castle walls that nobody was able to find. Uh, So the entire mystery was around this room, which I find really strange. Uh, It must be like a common theme within like Scottish castles to have, you must have at least one hidden secret chamber that nobody knows what is behind it? It's obviously that's obviously common practice for Scottish castles. So, as a normal person would, James knocked on the dead end wall and found it to be hollow. He then grabbed his hammer and proceeded to hit the wall to reveal what was behind it. He said, when he hit the wall, he heard a voice scream "No," but ignored it and continued to hit it. So, see, this is where I have issues because if I was in this big empty castle and I was hitting on a plastered up wall and I heard the voice scream, no, I would most certainly drop my hammer, proceed to leave, and never come back. Clearly, something does not want you to know what is on the other side of that wall, and I frankly would be terrified to find out what is on the other side of that wall. So I would have just left. The rest of the story never had to happen, James. You could have just left. But nonetheless, here we go. He then claims to have felt hands shove him so hard that he knocked, they knocked him off his ladder and slammed him onto the floor. But it was at this point that the wall had already been broken, so you know what? You were too late, spirits. You were too late. James claims that an awful stench poured out of the hole in the wall, which he claims smells like smelt like decay and rotten flesh. So, I mean, I don't know how James knows what those things smell like. But, you know, hey, who am I? So at this point, James is pretty shaken up, understandably. He has just been thrown from a ladder by something he couldn't see. So he ran outside and tried to, like, catch his breath, bring his adrenaline down, but then realised that he had to go back inside to gather his tools. There was no lights on in the castle, uh, and James was too afraid to go back inside with no light. So he moved his car to the front of the castle and turned on the headlights pointing them towards the door to give himself some sort of light source. And then he ran back inside to look for his tools. While he was running up towards the east part of the castle to find his tools, he claims he heard the front door slam shut. So, no. 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 As I said, James, none of this had to happen. You could have just left when you heard the voice tell you no. James was so scared at this point that he fumbled and moved as fast as he possibly could to the front door to get out. Now, see, this is smart. This is smart, you should, that's what you should have done. He could not get the doors open and said it was as though someone was holding them shut. Then, from the darkness, he claimed two dark hands wrapped themselves around him and dragged him back into the darkness of the castle. <laughs> that literally sounds like something straight up out of a horror film. He managed to muster up the adrenaline to rip open the front doors and fall outside. He then got up, got into his car and left the castle. 
James left the castle that day and never returned. So, so once again, the castle was sitting empty. See, that's the smart thing. Never, ever, ever come back. I find that so interesting when that happens, when you see these stories of people restoring buildings and castles and then they get so scared that they just leave and like all their tools are just still sitting there and nobody knows why they left. Obviously something is happening because people don't do that. Like rational people don't just leave and be like, oh, I can never, I can never come back to this castle because, you know, a, a person who's doing stuff like that must have some sort of irrational mind. So I don't see them just leaving because they heard a bump. There has to be something really scary going on. So as I said, the castle is sitting empty again until 1977 when a descent, descendant of the Stuart family bought the property and completely restored it. He then turned it into a fully functioning hotel that is actually still open to this day. You can even stay the night in the dreaded East Tower, which I would be so excited to do. The current owners fully own the haunted history of the property and are more than happy to answer questions or queries, which I personally think is the best way to deal with things like that. Like, if you have a haunted location or hotel or something like that and you just ignore all the stories and you don't want to talk about it I feel like it kind of opens it up to speculation and that's when you get like wild theories and wild th- stories going on about it whereas if you actually just say oh yeah um, this is what happened here people then get a kind of idea of what actually happened there and why it's haunted instead of just making up their own stories and conclusions because sometimes these stories can get so fucking crazy like glam's castle the story was that there was a monster living in the castle so these stories can get wild so that's it guys that is the haunting of castle Stuart. Uh, a very scary one actually i think that's pretty alarming we have a murder two murders and we have a death so this one actually has a death associated with this haunting which is quite unique Again, we don't know what happened to Rob. He could have just been so scared that he just... The window was his only way to get out of the room and he just threw himself out the window, not realising that... he Not realising how high he was up. Nobody nobody will ever know because he sadly died. I was actually looking up online to see if you could book a room there. Obviously, due to the current COVID situation, they're not letting people stay right now. But next year, I am fully up for going to stay the night in the East Tower if any of you are interested in coming. Although, I don't really like the thought that somebody died because of the haunting. I mean, what if that? I don't know. But I would be so, so excited to do that. I think that's amazing that you can actually go uh, and stay there. I also had a look at it. The hotel is actually beautiful. Um, The grounds are beautiful, so it'd be a really nice little staycation. But I don't know, guys. I don't know what... Usually when you get hauntings of this kind, like, where it's associated specifically with a certain area of the castle there's a story so there's like something happened or somebody was doing something that they shouldn't have been like rituals or you know stuff like that or you know there was a really brutal murder or there was a really traumatic experience that happened but with this one there's nothing really traumatic that happened in that east tower it just happens that this one room in the castle seems to be extremely extremely haunted to the point where people are literally throwing themselves out of windows so i don't know what it could be if you have to go off of the accounts the eyewitness accounts then i mean you could class it as demonic because that's what people claim to have seen but i don't know 
I couldn't find anything that had specifically happened in that area of the castle, so I don't know. And as I said, there is so much history at Castle Stuart regarding like battles and fights uh, and different clan rivalries and stuff like that. So if that's something that you're interested in, Castle Stuart is definitely one to look into. Uh, there's just too many for me to cover here and they're not really relevant to the story. So that's why I just completely skimmed over them. Um, but that's really, really interesting. If you're into history, I would definitely have a look at Castle Stuart. And if any of you guys have ever stayed the night at Castle Stuart, and had any experiences you can most definitely let us know and there are also so many different ghost stories relating to castles in scotland like you could literally just do a podcast based on haunted castles in scotland there's so many and the history in scotland is very violent and uh, a lot of about battles a lot of clan rivalries and stuff like that so there is a lot of bloodshed and violence so it makes some people say that things like that enhance hauntings and make them you know make them more prominent so you could literally just do a podcast on that i'm sure we will cover very many more uh in our time coming up but this was one of my favorite ones because there's actual eyewitness testimony that says these things actually happened in this castle and obviously the owners today also say that these things happened and you they allow people to to stay in the room which i find really really amazing that's it guys that's castle stuart i hope you guys enjoyed it and as i said if you've ever been to castle stuart please let us know if you had any weird experiences or just let us know how it was uh, it's definitely somewhere that i would like to go and do a little, little staycation it looks beautiful uh so that's it guys uh thanks so much for listening and i will see you guys in the next one <laughs>